When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quick takes. Iowa superstar Caitlin Clark added to her growing collection of milestones Wednesday night at Northwestern, moving into second place on the NCAA women's all-time scoring list during the Hawkeyes' 110-74 win. She now only trails former Washington star Kelsey Plum by 103 points for most career points. Stephen A., will Clark end up being the greatest women's college basketball player of all time? Um, I definitely think she'll be able to be the greatest scorer of all time. Uh, I'm sure Cheryl, Cheryl Swoops and Cynthia Cooper and other people like that will have something to say about whether she's the greatest player. But she's absolutely phenomenal. She's averaging 32 points a game, shooting 40% from three, seven assists, seven rebounds a game. They're 20-2, 9-1 overall in the Big Ten this year. She is the Steph Curry of women's basketball. I've said that for the last year. Um, had the pleasure to meet her and know and do an event with her. Wonderful young lady. I think she works on her game constantly, and there are people that are speculating what, she, what she's doing now. She's not going to do on the WNBA level. We'll see, because the one thing that I know, uh, I know Molly, I know Woody, when you can shoot, that travels to any level. Yeah. When you can shoot, you can shoot. It'd be one thing, she a big person, yeah. you know, pushing people around. No, she pulling up from the parking lot. This is who she is. And I don't think that's going away. And so I'm looking at that. Finished with 35 points for her, her fifth straight 30-point game. She's absolutely positively phenomenal. It's going to be real interesting to see what she does during the NCAA tournament and whether she gets another crack at the national championship, uh, potentially against LSU or South Carolina we sh- or Connecticut. We shall see. But she's sensational. She's she so is- fun to watch, and she shows up every night. Is she the big- biggest Drop. star in-, yes. in college and, yes. and-, and- yes. Yes. Regardless, college or pro? I personally believe uh, definitely college, not necessarily pro, but I think when she goes to the WNBA, yeah. if if she does this, right. she'll be the biggest female star ever because she can pull up from the parking lot and she's got the personality. Uh, you know what? She's she's just seasoned. She's poised. I've been around this girl. Yeah. I don't know what she's going to do on the next level against those pros. We shall see, but I believe in her. But this girl has superstar written all over her. Yeah. All over her. She's focused. We'll have a top 15 Big 12 women's basketball matchup tonight on ESPN in the app. Madison Booker, number 12 Texas, take on number 13 Baylor in their balanced attack. Coverage begins 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. That's right after the Pro Bowl game skills showdown. We got a Super Bowl on deck, ladies and gentlemen. Brock Purdy has helped guide the Niners back to the big game, but former MVP quarterback Cam Newton weighed in on the 49 er signal caller, excuse me, on his fourth and one podcast. Cam again explained why he still considers Purdy a game manager and not a game changer. To be labeled a game changer, Brock Purdy has to be the best player on the offensive side of the ball. Hmm. And that's not the case. And who's the best player? Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Man, look, I ain't recanting shit. And if you really want to just be honest, if you add in the defensive talent and you add in the offensive talent, Brock Parity is the 10th best player on this team. Mm, Brock Purdy, the 10th best player on this team. 
Damien Woody here with us. I like the suit. Look at clean. Ooh, looking clean. Yeah. Looking clean, D. Wood. Thank you. <laughs> Kimberly I'm as trying well. to figure out why. I mean, I understand why oh, there's no tie. And I understand can't the button. Let you live. But hold on. Can't. Can I finish my thought, please? Why are two buttons loose? Why is that? Well, I mean, what, what, I mean, did you talk to Lewis Riddick before he got here? Oh, you know, or Richard Jefferson? You reached okay, out to Richard Jefferson. I mean, what, what's up with the well, two buttons? Yeah. Well, that's my issue. Well, like that's I my told, issue. Like, like I told Kimberly Martin earlier, mm -hmm. when you're in your season, you can do things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm in my in season. In your season? Yeah, I'm in my what's season. What's in your season? What does that mean? What does that mean? It's in your yeah. moment. Right, when I'm, I'm in my bag He right is now. flourishing. Okay, yes. In I'm a way my, that you thrive. I'm in my bag sir. right now. Not so surviving, you, thriving. Right, thriving. thriving. So when, when, when you're in your bag, you can, you can do stuff like this. Okay, Let so me just tell you something, though, guys. Yeah. You never need to explain yourself to this man. I, I, the best thing you should do mm -hmm. is just stare at him. <laughs> give why, a death stare. Why, why and just make it awkward and uncomfortable. Why don't you try and then he'll fill the why time. Don't you try he'll try buster okay. himself. You, know, you always have something to say. Oh. You never just stare. <laughs> you know, you'll call 4 o'clock in the morning Ooh. and stuff like that on the okay. West Coast with something to say. You got something to say when the show comes on, too. Sorry, I'm a businesswoman and Who's my mind works. Really? That's what it is? That's what it is? That's what it is? I'm ready to take care of business, okay? So step your game up. Wake up early. tell the man he looks By the way, in your bag, that usually comes associated with first take. People who oh show up God, on first take are usually in their bag who sets the standard for first but, take. Well, let me, I'm glad you well, know. Let me, let me, I'm glad let me, you know. Let me amend the statement. No, 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 I wasn't know anything about it. Ooh, I, I, I was working oh. for the Philadelphia Inquirer. I, yeah. I don't know. You were a little, little pipsqueak you know out there, annoying yeah. folks. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. All right. Um, is Cam right? And I'll start with you here, David. Wood. Is he right that he's the tenth best player on the team, and he's you know a game manager, not a game changer, et cetera? Obviously, Cam was former MVP, played the position. He's not right. I just don't I, like. Honestly, about this conversation, I don't really don't even give a damn about this whole conversation because I'm going to take in the immortal words of, of Mike Singletary, okay, in the immortal words of Mike Singletary, I want winners. I want winners. I want guys that's going to go out there and win games. I don't care which shape, form they come in. I want guys that can go out there on the field and go get things done. Is Cam New? I mean, is Brock Purdy Christian McCaffrey? No, he's not Christian McCaffrey. We know Christian McCaffrey. We we know what type of player he is. Okay, he's a guy that he's gonna be perennially perennially in the MVP conversation. Okay, we know about we know about Debo Samuel and what he brings to the table. Brandon Ayuk. Mm -hmm. But the man plays the most important position in sports. Yep. He plays it at a very high level. We can say he plays it at an elite level because numbers don't lie. And the numbers on you know, the numbers on him tells us that this man has been elite all season long. Mm -hmm. People want to point to, oh, well, what happened when Debo Samuel was out? Or what happened when Trent Williams was out? Tell me how many quarterbacks when key players out are able to sustain those type of things. This, that's rarefied air of players that can sustain when other key components are out on their offense, okay? But what, we, what Brock Purdy is out there doing and balling at the moment of truth. See, I judge people when the moment of truth comes along. Yeah. We always have discussions about Dak Prescott and, and, and Lamar Jackson and all these guys. In the moment of truth, did they come through? 
No. Yeah. Brock Purdy, whether you're talking about the Green Bay Packers, where he actually in that divisional game, he didn't play very well. But in that last drive when they needed him, yep. he was sensational. Last week when they were down 20, what is it, 24-7 in the second half, he was sensational. Yep. Okay, so I don't care about, oh, well, he does you know, He's the 10th Like That doesn't matter to me. That doesn't matter to me. Well, I'm going to be very careful with how I phrase this because the last time this topic came up, people wanted to pivot this conversation with Cam into a whole different thing um, than it should have been with involving me. So I'm going to say this. Brock Purdy manages to win games. And, And what gets me about this topic is that no one said Brock Purdy is an elite player like Patrick, like Lamar, like Josh, like, like Jay. No one said any of that. And everybody is, is picking at this kid saying what he's not. When 18 months ago, he was a four-string quarterback. Brock Purdy literally is what we should be celebrating. We celebrated last year. Now, all of a sudden, everybody wants to say, wants to be like, oh, he's not the MVP. Oh, no, he's not. He's, he's trash. He's not this. Oh, he benefits from everybody on the team. He's the 10th best guy. Okay, but guess who's in the Super Bowl? Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes, like their teams are in the Super Bowl, and that's it. And if he ends up winning the Super Bowl, he can say he has the same amount of rings as Aaron Rodgers. Like that, like that is the reality of his situation. We should be celebrating him, a guy who has said, you know what? I'm a God-fearing guy. I'm not the tallest. I'm not the strongest. I'm not the fastest. I just work hard, and I want to be the best for my teammates. And that's what he's been thus far. So while he may not have been as talented as Cam, or, or Patrick or whoever, like, let this, like, why are we deconstructing what he's not instead of celebrating what he's been? A guy who a year ago was a four-string guy, didn't have an offseason with first-team reps, again got hurt, didn't have an offseason, and guess mm-hmm. what? His team is yeah. in the NFC title game. I'll answer and that now in a second, but we got okay. some breaking yeah. news. Yeah, we have breaking news right now I want to get into. From Dallas to D.C., the commanders are hiring a defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. as their head coach yep. per league sources, Adam Schefter. After just uh, tweeting this out here, Quinn and Commander's GM Adam Peters are the two men now charged with leading Washington into the future. All right, Stephen A., I'll start with you. Do you like Dan Quinn as the hire as head coach of the Commanders? No. Ooh. I do not. Um, I'm not questioning his football qualifications as a head coach in Atlanta. He was decent, got him to the Super Bowl, lost a 28-3 lead with Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator. The last time we saw him, was in a playoff game where the Dallas Cowboys defense looked horrific. That was our last vision of him. Now, obviously, he's improved the defense by leaps and bounds over the years with the Dallas Cowboys. He had the personnel in place. Uh, But in moments where it really, really counted, they came up short. Um, To me, if you're a division rival within the NFC East, and that's the backdrop for it, for that to be your hire, eh, I mean, it's not a bad hire. I certainly don't mean to imply that. Um, but I would have much rather preferred Dan Quinn remaining as the defensive coordinator in Dallas and going back to try and make amends for the horrific performance that they had put forth in the NFC wildcard playoff game against the Green Bay Packers. That's what I would have preferred personally. That's not what happened. Again, I'm not saying that the man can't coach. I'm not saying that the man doesn't deserve a job. I'm not even saying he doesn't deserve to be a head coach. But an NFC East rival coming off what I saw them do. Am I excited about this hire for the nation's capital? No. 
Okay, before you guys weigh in, I want to bring in Mina Kimes. Mina, do you have me? Oh, there she is. Hi, Mina. Good morning. What are your thoughts hey. on the commanders hiring Dan yeah. Quinn as their head coach? I think there are pros and cons. Uh, here, Stephen A., I understand that the last we saw of Dan Quinn's defense, it wasn't very pretty. I think some personnel issues factored into that and matchups as well. I, I do think he deserves a lot of credit, not just for how good this Cowboys defense has been under him, but the fact that he has pivoted as a play caller uh, from the scheme he used to run in Seattle, that cover three in Atlanta you saw in Dallas. He innovated. He made adjustments based on the players he had. Those are qualities I like in a head coach, frankly, that ability to continue evolving, and that's sorely needed in Washington given how bad that defense was last year, how much they need talent. But I think my hesitation, and this is why it's sort of an unfinished grade for me, is the most important job he has, the most important thing when it pertains to the commanders this season is nailing that quarterback pick at number two mm -hmm. and then building an offense around that quarterback, nurturing him, facilitating. Now, that doesn't mean you have to have an offensive coach. You can look at Houston, where D'Amico Ryans brought Bobby Sloak, and they did such a fantastic job with C.J. Stroud. But it does mean that Dan Quinn has to absolutely nail the offensive coordinator hire, and I'm a little bit worried about his ability to do so because the further this thing goes on, and this is late in the cycle, of course, he's the last coach, uh, head coach hired, there aren't as many options, and there's no obvious candidate the way Slowick was with D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, that my issue, you know, I talked to sources inside the building, outside the building yesterday, and everybody thought a week ago, two weeks ago, it was like, oh, Ben Johnson is going to be the guy. But Ben Johnson, I was told, didn't interview. He went, The team wasn't sold on Ben Johnson. And Dan Quinn came in, interviewed well. Um, you know, I think the... I'm not surprised he's the head coach. What does worry me about the search taking so long is, as Mina said, now all the top OC and DCs yeah. have been snatched up. So when you want a fan base right now with new ownership, you don't, like, is Sam Howell the quarterback? Is that where we're going? What are we doing? What are you going to do it to? Are you going to bring a new guy in? Who's the guy? Do you nail that pick? Now you have a head coach who now, like, they're trying to um, reinvigorate this fan base that has stuck with his team through so much, the Dan Snyder era, everything, and a lot of losing. Uh, Ron Rivera was a player's coach. Guys loved him. But the difference here with Quinn and the way this structure is set up now is they have a true GM in Adam Peters. We talk about the personnel high. This is a huge draft for a first-time GM. Granted, he came from San Francisco. They know what they're doing. But they have to nail this pick. But at least Dan Quinn... Now, he will have input on the draft and all that, but it's, it's not going to be the same amount of power that Ron Rivera had from a personnel standpoint. I think that's what a lot of people criticize Ron for. The personnel plus the players on the field, the production wasn't where it needed to be. So here's, I got plus and a minus. So the plus is you obviously take away from a division of foe in the Dallas Cowboys. We know, we saw the work that Dan Quinn put in as far as the Dallas Cowboys and their defense. They got tremendously better under Dan Quinn. I know the last time we saw the Cowboys defense, they got shellacked by the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. But make no mistake about it, that defense got a lot better under Dan Quinn. So I think that's a plus as far as being in the same division. The big, the big minus for me, and, and Mina and, and, and Kimberly hit on it, is the fact that he's the last hire. Offensive coordinator spots are being dried up. Everyone's been, everyone's been picking over mm -hmm. all the top coordinators. You got the number two pick in the draft. You have to hit on the quarterback. We can talk about defense. We can talk about everything. If you don't hit on the quarterback, you have no chance of being successful. So, to me, 
that's the negative is Dan Quinn, this hiring being so late, mm-hmm. what kind of offensive staff is going to put together? Mm-hmm. Can they hit on the quarterback? I got my questions. Peeps. Dan Quinn, despite what we saw in the playoffs against Green Bay, no doubt did an exceptional job as a defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. How about him as a head coach? Because that's what he's been hired to do. Mm-hmm. Be a leader of men, overseer of the organization from a coaching standpoint. His record in six seasons in Atlanta was 43 and 42. In six seasons, he went to the postseason twice. I mean, I'm sorry. That's not a lot to write home about. So, again, I understand it's a decent hire. I didn't say it was an awful hire. But am I writing home about it? Am I in the nation's capital? Yes. Look who we have. No. I'm I will not say doing this. I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. In good. fairness. Right. In fairness. Okay. We could put the same thing with Raheem, Raheem Morris. Morris. Like, that's like, the thing. We could put the same thing with Raheem Morris. Everyone has raved about Raheem Morris in Atlanta. Yeah. I think the same thing applies to, uh, you know, to Dan But Quinn I think one of those situations, he inherited a situation, came near midseason, stuff like that. He was we young. Judged, yeah. we, he we was judged, young. We, and, he yeah. was, and he was considerably younger. Yes. So all of those yes. things get taken into consideration as well. Yes. Yep. But, I mean, it's not an awful hire. I'm just saying that, you know, no, there's no not parade. Awful. No. I'm not trying to say it's an awful <laughs> yeah. hire, but it's just no parade being thrown, no party. Right. And, and there's nothing like that going on in the Would nation's capital. Would you feel differently today. if he wasn't the last pick? Like if Washington had made it. has nothing decision. to do for okay. me. I think that okay. it should have been. I think that when you have a six-time champion like a Bill Belichick oh, okay. out there mm-hmm. or a Jim Harbaugh out there, I think that you look at something along those lines. If you're the nation's capital with a new owner that paid $6 billion for the organization and you got everybody from Magic Johnson to Bob Myers and everybody in between helping you out. I was yeah, looking for the splash. I was looking for the splash. You're Jim this, Harbaugh. Do you want to go there with I, that quarterback? I, 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 I don't. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> if you're the Washington Commanders, I was looking for a splash. This ain't no okay. damn splash. Call your boy Magic and tell <laughs> him. That's all I'm saying. Tell him it's just That's a little puddle. So, yeah, hit up Magic, and, and man. I did yesterday. I tell him you wanted a big wave. He called me while I was right here. He called me doing commercial break right here. Tell him you wanted a big wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. 
Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Quick takes. The Seattle Seahawks have signed a Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, to a six-year contract, making him their next head coach. McDonald led the Ravens to number one in points allowed, sacks, and takeaways this season. He now becomes the youngest NFL head coach at 36. Mina Kimes, our resident Seahawk, but always objective, of course. Your reaction to this move? I absolutely love it. I don't think I'm alone in this, and I don't think it's a homer take because uh, the single biggest problem with the Seattle Seahawks over the last few years has been the inability of the defense to stop the Shanahan tree offenses, including, of course, Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. Uh, Mike McDonald with the Rams was so effective at playing those teams, San Francisco, Miami, uh, Houston twice, uh, this defense under him was not only the best in the NFL, they were the best against those particular offenses, which is so important in that division. We've talked at length on NFL Live about his schematic brilliance, the use of simulated pressures and disguise in the back end. The other thing I would highlight that makes me love this for Seattle is that he has gotten the most out of players at different points in their careers, whether it's a young player like Kyle Hamilton becoming a superstar or veterans like Jadavion Clowney and Kyle Van Noy playing their best football in Baltimore. He's going to have to do that in Seattle. I think he has a very good chance of doing so. To me, this was the best hire of the entire cycle. I completely and totally agree with you. I love this hire for them. And I love the fact that it succeeds the Energizer Bunny that is Pete Carroll, who's in his 70s, looking like he's going in his 50s from an energy standpoint, um, who obviously played an advisory role in all of this, at least to a small degree. I'm of the mindset, what I said about Dan Quinn is the antithesis of what I feel about Mike McDonald. Baltimore is not home because of that defense. That defense showed up. Against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, they held them. I know they got 17 points. They had three points the final three quarters. Now, see, to me, when you, this is what you live on, this is what you do, and then you show up in the big moments and you did your job, that's when you deserve elevation. Mike McDonald deserves this job. He deserves this opportunity. And I think it's a great hire by the Seattle Seahawks. I really do. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. To be labeled a game changer, Brock Purdy has to be the best player 
on the offensive side of the ball. Mm. And that's not the case. And who's the best player? T- Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Man, look, I ain't recanting shit. And if you really want to just be honest, if you add in the defensive talent and you add in the offensive talent, Brock Parity is the 10th best player on this team. That was that was former MVP Cam Newton, if you're just joining us, on his fourth and one podcast, talking about Brock Purdy and essentially Stephen A saying that he's more of a game manager than a game changer and that he's the 10th best player on the San Francisco 49ers. Does he have a point? No, he doesn't. Not that last point where he's the 10th best player on the roster. That's utterly ridiculous. And that's hating, and Cam Newton knows better than that. That's a bit extreme. But with everything else he said, I think that he does make a valid point. And I want to give love to the Pivot Podcast led by our very own Ryan Clark with Fred Taylor and Channing Crowder because Mr. Channing Crowder himself pointed out something that I thought everybody should pay attention to weeks ago when he said Cam is looking at what he was asked to do when he was quarterback in the Carolina Panthers with far, uh, far inferior talent compared to what the San Francisco 49ers and Brock per- and Brock Brody has at his disposal in San Francisco. And that is a valid point, which brings me to the ultimate point that I wanted to make. At some point in time, when we have these podcasts and things of that nature, let's just be completely transparent. Cam Newton is pointing out what he's pointing out because he's saying, as a black quarterback in the National Football League, we were asked to do more. A lot of times we were asked to do more with less. And we did do a lot with less. If we had what Brock Purdy has available to him, then imagine what we would have done. And so when you see and you crystallize that, it makes sense what Cam Newton is pointing to. He had to carry the Carolina Panthers when he was a league MVP. They were 15-1, and and he took them to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy doesn't have to do that. He's got CMC. He's got Debo. He's got Ayuk. He's got Kittle. And he's got Kyle Shanahan calling plays. And he's got some rough riders on that defensive side of the ball as well. Brock Purdy is working with far more than Cam Newton ever had to work to. So whether you agree or disagree with Cam Newton, we have to appreciate his point up until he said he's the 10th best player on the squad. That's excessive. That's ridiculous. But outside of that, I do get where Cam Newton is coming from. Earlier I asked you in the show if Dak Prescott was being disrespected, right, when his Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, came out and said essentially that he's going to need to step it up, you know, all eyes on him, et cetera. Do you feel like it's really Brock Purdy? Because when you look at his story, it's so unique, Stephen A., when we talk about Mr. Irrelevant, last in the draft, now essentially being catapulted to first, and maybe a lot of people feel like, hey, anybody could do that. You could just plug and play all this talents around him. And it's really not the case when you look at how clutch he's been. I agree. I think that Brock Purdy has been great, particularly in the playoffs, been called upon to produce in big moments. He stepped up, and you got to give credit where credit is due. When the moment calls for you to elevate your level of play, he did. They would look suspect at times. But then when the pressure rose and you had a postseason berth on the line, he stepped up and handled his business. That says something about him that we're still looking for from Dak Prescott and to a lesser degree, Lamar Jackson. That is a fact. But it still doesn't negate Cam Newton's point because he's a former league MVP who took a team to the Super Bowl and was asked to do so much when he had so much less. And that's where I can appreciate his point All of right. view. Let's bring in our girl, Mina Kimes. No one's watching more film than her. Mina, where are you on this True. subject and in Cam's comments and take on Brock Purdy? Yeah, I think it depends on what the actual criticism of Purdy is uh, when we're talking about whether he's being disrespected. Because if you're saying Brock Purdy isn't Patrick Mahomes or he isn't the MVP, 
I think that's a reasonable criticism. It's a reasonable debate to be had. I don't think it's disrespectful to say a second-year quarterback is not on the level of the very top quarterbacks in the NFL. However, if you're saying he's a game manager, that's just not an accurate summation of his game. That's not an accurate criticism of his game, at least how I define game manager. I realize this comes down to semantics. I think when you watch him and you see the ways in which, in particular, he's different from Jimmy Garoppolo, which will, of course, be something we examine headed into this Super Bowl rematch, uh, the fact that he uses his legs so much not just to scramble but to extend plays, whereas Garoppolo did not, the fact that he pushes the ball downfield, uh, in terms of uh, attempts over 15 yards this season, sixth in the NFL, Garoppolo always ranked near the bottom of the league. Those are not game manager qualities. doesn't mean he's above criticism. I think he has some turnover-worthy plays, but he is not a game manager to me. He's never had, has been, and I don't think uh, that's a good way to criticize his game, so I disagree with Cam on that count. Yeah. Last thing here quickly, Mina. What would you say about the comment of him being the 10th best player on the 49ers? Uh, I don't think that's right. I also don't think he's the best player on the San Francisco 49ers, probably outside the top three. I think I would probably put him somewhere in that five to ten range. And that's not a criticism of Brock Purdy so much as it is a compliment to the fact that this 49ers team is absolutely stacked. Yeah, it's a testament to how loaded they are. Absolutely. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week. And you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. The Invesco QQQ Legacy Classic will return to the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey for a third consecutive year this Saturday, February 3rd. The annual event, created by Michael B. Jordan and partners, will again feature a doubleheader of HBCU men's basketball games. This year's exciting slate includes the first-ever SWAC conference matchup between Grambling State and Jackson State and one of the oldest rivalries in sports, Hampton University versus Howard University. And there's the superstar. Star himself, actor, producer, director, entrepreneur, our friend Michael B. Jordan. Great to have you with us, Michael. What's up, big time? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, of course. And Stephen A., we know you're you're all about the HBCUs, obviously, as a loving ambassador. We will get to that in just a minute. But I want to start on another positive note for the man to my right and you yourself, big Knicks fans. Uh, Michael, eight in a row. I mean, third in the East, playing above the rim, above expectations, orange and blue skies. How are you feeling about your Knicks right now and how far they could go this year? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm riding the momentum right now in the All-Star break. The Knicks looking good. I know I know my man Spike Lee is real happy right now. <laughs> Stephen A's feeling good. We, yep. we, we feeling good. We're taking this momentum right into the playoffs, baby. I'm trying to be – I'm trying to temper our enthusiasm because, I mean, they've broken my heart for 50 years. I'm trying to be cool, and it's just one of them things where it's like I, I be, I'm believing. I'm seeing conference finals. I'm believing right now. I, I, I really am, but I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic outside. Inside, I'm ecstatic. 
I'm ecstatic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way they're playing, man, the chemistry is really there, man. Brunson is doing his thing. You know, man, Randall went down, you know what I'm saying, with the shoulder. But I think I think the team is really gelling in a, in, in a real big way. They made some trades, whatnot. But I think, come on, come on, Stephen A. We could be optimistic around this, this time around. We, we, we can we do see. it. We can do it. But they, 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 every time I am, man, they, they, that, that's when they fold. I can't do that now. I'm going to try a different strategy. You understand what I'm saying? He I boycotted the, the Garden he, he last year. He had the pom-poms out back. a little too early last year. I'll be there Saturday night, though. They play it like I said. I'll be there Saturday night for NBA Countdown. Yeah, it's been I'll fun. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it. it. It's, it's been a lot of fun yeah. to watch. What hasn't been so fun, though, is the Giants, our New York Giants, Michael. Yeah. It's been a sad oh, state of affairs. Stephen A. doesn't even claim them. You know, the New York teams. Obviously, he's a Steelers fan. Tell me this. Do you think we need to draft a quarterback? Are, are, are you okay riding with Daniel Jones? Like, what is the move here? Because we cannot have another season like that. I'm going to say draft a quarterback 100%. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, think, I think we need the QB, honestly. You know, they have the ball, you know, every possession. You know what I mean? They, they, they make a lot of game time decisions. They, they make a lot of big plays. They, they're they're the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? I think we we need that. Our offense needs to be able to put some points up on the board and uh, take some pressure off Saquon. You feel me? Well, yeah. listen, without question, Saquon, you know what I say. They got Saquon in a bag of chips. Ain't nothing. Well, they not better hope they keep we, Saquon. What we're not, what we're not going to do is get it. You got a big event coming up this Saturday at the Prudential Center. We're not going to contaminate that event by talking <laughs> about the New York Giants. We're going to focus on this event coming up. Talk to me about this event and why it is, and how excited you are about it and why it means so much to you. Man, the Invesco QQQ Legacy Classic is a, is a huge deal. You know, honestly, we started it up three years ago. Um, you know, hometown event in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, just really trying to take the HBCU uh, platform and put it on a on on a ma- on a major uh, stage, on a major platform, so people can actually see these guys play. I think uh, the youth. Uh, these young athletes, you know, just showing what's available to them. You know, I think for me, even the financial part of it all, uh, not really having access to the type of conversations that I needed to have to take care of my finances, to take care of the type of money that I'm having. So these young athletes, as they're getting into the name and the likeness, and as they're getting these opportunities, these checks are coming in, just to be, give them the opportunity to to really make good decisions, you know, as, as coming up, you know, things are different nowadays, you know, so I like the fact that these athletes are having these big, these big stages to play on. Absolutely, and you're providing the stage with this. Michael, why did you personally decide to get involved in this project? Because we know how busy you are and how much you have going on. I mean, it's the next generation. You know, I think, you know, we're, we're really dependent on them, you know, to kind of like, you know, to, to take what we've done so far and take it to the next level. So to be able to provide a platform, you know, for these HBCUs who don't really get the credit that they deserve, especially within the black community, you know, I, I really... Uh, you know, I just thought it was, the, it was the right thing to do. You know, you see these things like the Maui Invitational. You see all these different mm-hmm. classics where these teams go out and they travel and, you know, they have these, you know, all these brands and just have just all these just all this attention that's brought to them. And I think HBCUs have kind of been left behind, you know, over the years. But as of recently, it's been more of a topic of conversation. It's becoming more popular. And I felt like a, a classic was the best way to bring, you know, the HBCUs into one place. Um, and put them on, you know, a national televised game, give these young players an opportunity to be seen, you know, throughout the country. And, and, uh, and, And we've been doing well, you know, it's the third year and hopefully we have many more. Well, part of building this, part of building this, 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 this classic is also you getting black-owned businesses involved and what have you. But I want to talk about HBCU athletics. What's your ultimate hope when it comes to this event and these kind of events? What's the ultimate assist that you're hoping to provide to HBCU athletics? 
I mean, honestly, I think that the, the money, the finances, you know, I think that the givebacks, the kickbacks from alumni, you know, from brands, you know, um, young recruits, uh, you know, that are thinking about going to some of these other bigger um, schools with big, bigger athletic programs in hopes of getting to the next uh, level um, of competition that they will start making decisions and start coming to HBCUs. You know, I think as we pour pour in the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the um, the support um, and, and the, you know, just the access that they have around those universities so they can have the, the facilities, you know, the, 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 you know, the practice facilities, just all the equipment, the things that's needed for them to compete, you know, with the rest of these students throughout the, um, throughout the country is a, is a big hope for me that, you know, these HBCUs will get the financial backing that they really need to kind of really right. compete. Yeah, and try to level the playing field. And we applaud you, obviously, putting your time and energy in, into this. As I mentioned, Stephen A., an HBCU alum, and obviously uh, Shannon Sharp, the Hall of Famer, also on our show. We see what success they have both become. I want to transition here, though, because, Michael, there's a big game coming up in Vegas. Ushers at halftime, big deal, the Super Bowl. We got the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs back in it again. First, tell me who you're rooting for to win it, and then tell me who you actually think is going to win it. Oh, uh, man, who am I rooting for? I They're one and the same. It's really hard to bet against Mahomes and the Chiefs right now and the momentum that they got, man. They're playing at a really, really high level. Um, you know, everything seems to be going their way. You know, even even when they start off slow, you know, they, they find a way to get, get back in it. Um, you can't really uh, – you, you, it, it's hard. It's hard right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go well, with Kansas the City. Yeah, it seems mm-hmm. like good money right there. Safe bet. Don't so. bet a safe bet. Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It's very hurt. Yeah, you can't. Stephen, certain you people you don't bet against. He's one of them. That's right. Are, are you Are you gonna take KC too? Yes, I am gonna take KC. Yeah. I mean, listen, he goes out there. It's not. First of all, his greatness is his greatness. But then when you see how poised he is, the pressure doesn't phase him. You're somebody, MBJ, that knows a thing or two about the about the spotlight, the bright lights and stuff like that. There's a lot of people that could perform when nobody's watching. But when everybody's watching, those bright lights on you, you get a little bit nervous, okay? And that is not Patrick Mahomes. That's why I can't yeah. bet against yeah. him. And it's the whole squad. Defense is doing really well with great coaching. You know what I'm saying? He's got all the, you know, the players that are around him, you know, that's giving him the support that he needs. So, I mean, it's a well-rounded organization. So, you can't really, you know, can't knock him too much. And by the we way, we, got, we all need to come together and tell the world to leave Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift alone. Oh Let them do their thing. Let them do their thing. Ain't not, <laughs> ain't not our business. Have a good time. Michael, all life. of a sudden, Stephen A's a Swifty. You know, I'm, a, took, I'm, I'm a beehive. Took, Beyonce took, oh, all day, we go, every day. Here we go. Then Swifty. He took his daughters to the concert, and I mean, he just can't stop talking about it ever since. <laughs> it's bad, uh, it's Michael, bad we don't bet against you either, and obviously we saw also you just did the deal with David Yerman, which is major. I'd like you to know I'm wearing a David Yerman ring right now. I did steal it from the rock um but he didn't steal it he gave oh, that was a david yerman ring that's crazy yes yes so so shout out to the whole crew um on prince street in soho i was just at the store they sized it for me so yes. thank you so much and i know they're really excited about working with you so if you have other jewelry you want to send you can tell i take she'll it, take it i too. take leftovers so she'll you take know you too. get whatever we're, right. we're good she'll wear 10 rings on she'll, she'll, she'll wear 11 rings on 10 fingers she'll find a way michael you only <laughs> live once you gotta enjoy it okay uh Thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate you. No, I appreciate you guys so much for having me. Thank you, guys. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Hope to see you in person soon. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I hope that we go out and get the players that we're missing because we didn't do that this year. You know, I hope that we challenge ourselves, become better and become greater for us. All right, SA. That was Micah Parsons. Uh, what do you make of his comments? Kimberly, good to have you back, girl. Hello. Embarrassing. And I love Micah Parsons. Even if it's me, at some point in time, you just have to know when to shut the hell up. <laughs> you really do. You, as an organization, as a team, wet the bed. I'm not talking about losing the Green Bay. I'm talking about being down 48 to 16 to Green Bay. You shouldn't even be quoted anywhere. You should have took the entire rest of the season and the, the, the not the football season, the season as in the winter, into the spring. He should have hibernated. You, you, don't, don't hibernate <laughs> until the summer. Just be quiet. Nobody wants to hear anything from the Cowboys right now. You have nothing to say. I had Jeff Saturday. I think Michael Parsons is a stud. Mm -hmm. I think he's big time. What did Jeff Saturday come over on here and say yesterday? He said, I don't give a damn what you say about Michael Parsons. Over the last half of the season, he tailed off. The last few games of the season into the players, he didn't do anything. I said, what about double and triple T? He said, I don't give a damn. People calling him the modern-day Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor had to deal with that every week. What'd he do? So, again, they're not only talking about the Cowboys. They're dissecting it. You got a guy in Dak Prescott, 36 touchdown pads. You got a really receiving CeeDee Lamb, 135 receptions for crying out loud, okay? You're just looking at some of these things from the Dallas Cowboys, and you're like, what the hell is going on? And, and, and you end up home. At some point in time, you got to shut the hell up. You just have to. Because when it comes around, we understand what Jerry's doing. Jerry yes. making money. Yes. Jerry making money. Jerry, Jerry can talk. He's the only, he's cutting the checks. He wants to make sure that he continues to generate some revenue for himself and the organization. His team is worth $9 billion when everybody else is there worth an average of five. Even though Washington was purchased for six by Josh, Howard, Josh Harris. We get that. But Jerry Jones headlines and all of this other stuff, selling paraphernalia, selling all, that's different. But if you're the coach or the player with the success or lack thereof that you have flagrantly had, you got to shut the hell up. And, and, and I know you got a podcast. Take a break. Take a break. Take a break. Nobody wants to hear, we going all in 2024. That's where my mind went to. We, we, we going all in in 2024. You didn't go all in in 2023? You didn't go all in in 2022. What the hell were you doing? You were on vacation? Of course you weren't. You went all in then, too. It doesn't work. Stop. Stop. Well, Stop. here's what's interesting about Micah is he was talking since they lost to the 49ers and still came back after that game and was like, I don't know, we're going to do all these things. And they just got the doors blown off them. The problem with every – Micah said so much in that podcast interview, but it took him 17 days to finally speak. He didn't talk after the game. Didn't talk the locker room cleanup. 
And then he finally gets on, a, on his podcast two weeks later and says, at 24 years old, man, I done seen it all. He just got in the league, let's be honest. He's one of the great play. He's one of the best players in, defensive players in the league. But when your defense gets embarrassed like that, and I understand offensively Dak Prescott threw all those interceptions, but nobody on that team, whether from the coaches to the players, nobody on that team can defend that performance. Yep. And for Michael Parsons to continuously talk, at some point you get tired of it because production, everybody wants to talk about Dak and the lack of production. Overall, the Cowboys continue to disappoint, yeah. and that's the problem. Absolutely. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. You just. You, you. That's the point. <laughs> you like you know, because you because I, listen, listen. I have fun trolling cowboy fans because yeah. I can't stand. They truly are nauseating and disgusting. And the love, I love seeing them quiet. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. You got to shut the hell up because you have nothing to say as a cowboy fan. But as a player, it's yeah. even worse for you. And it's like, yo, man, I, I know what – I consider Michael Parsons big time. I yes. love this brother, yes. man. I really, really do. But it's like, we going to go all in in 2024? Well, you didn't go all in in 2023? And he you, you didn't he do it in 2022? He criticized the co- – like, I just want the man. players that are called. Come on, man. We going to go all we, in. We got we to gotta then go out and get the guys. Oh, by the way, by the way. Not only did we go, we, we going to go all in in 2024. You said that in the aftermath of them keeping McCarthy and, and, and Dak Prescott still being there. Come on, man. I have one of the nicest things to say to you that I've ever said. This show went by so fast. I felt like that all week. And this week went by so fast. And you were here in studio. See? High See five. High five. <laughs> Your presence is a gift. There we oh, go. No, there no, we no. go. Didn't have to say all that, Just girl. Take Didn't it. have to say all that. Just take that Always moment. <laughs> for a second, I felt like it was Friday, though, and then that was a little bit of a buzz. I'm going to start looking better, too, when I go to Hair Club for Men. Will you be here tomorrow? Why don't you just ask Dion what he did? I did. So do it. I'm going to Hair Club for Men. If you want to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I mean, I look good enough now, but I'm going to look even better. I'll see you tomorrow. Say it if it's true, Kimberly. Say it if it's true. Tell him. No. Tell him. Tell him. Nothing. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com.